Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is evangelist Justin Cooper coming to today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Let me challenge your heart. Here's something that's on my heart, and it's not part of the broadcast necessarily the lesson or the study but it's just on my heart let me challenge you i I travel every week i uh, am somewhere different different town different state different church every single week let me say this i am burdened about the truth that many of our cities across america and i'm not talking about a foreign country i'm saying in america are without a gospel witness now i didn't say they're without a church but they're without a gospel witness. Many of these churches I'm finding have got this us for and no more mentality or they're hunkered down, uh, scared to death, or they've wrapped themselves in the Afghan of uh, apathy. They are complacent and there is no soul winning fervor. There is no zeal to reach the lost. There is no outreach. It's just all influx, you know, just uh, dying and don't even know it. And let me challenge you, be a soul winner. Everybody wants to be part of a soul winning church, but let me say this, you know what it takes to have a soul winning church? Soul winners. And who's the soul winner? You are. And I am. If we're saved, we got to be soul winners. Everywhere you go, you got to pass out gospel tracts. You got to witness. You got to tell folks that Jesus saves. You got to be a bright light in a dark day. And we need that in our country. It's amazing the folks that will flock out for a football game. They'll run to the ballot box at an election. They'll head to the store for a good sale. But they never get out there and tell people that Jesus died for their sins. And let me challenge you as a Christian. That's why you're here. And that's why you're still breathing air. Uh, That's why you and I exist. The only reason we haven't been taken up to heaven after we got saved is so that we can witness and tell somebody else how to be saved. And every day, find a way. To witness, whether it be uh, with your mouth, whether it be through a tract, whether it be on your social media, but somehow, some way, make uh, a statement for Jesus every day. Uh, not, not in my current study, but I've had this statement before in my office. Do something for eternity every day. Advance the cause for, of, uh, of Christ every day. Move the ball closer to the goal line for God every single day. And I hope and pray that you'll do that and join me uh, in doing that. In Genesis chapter 3 is where we are today. And this will be our third study in this third chapter. And you know this chapter well if you're any kind of a Bible student. This is the chapter where Adam and Eve fall. And because of their fall, man has been born under the condemnation of sin, separated from God, headed for hell, and in need of a Savior. The wages of sin is death. And so we find that sin enters in and brings death with it. And that all starts here in Genesis chapter number 3. Now, we read last Bible study how Eve began to look at the tree in the garden that God had put as off limits. And as she began to look, she began to lust. 
And then she reached out, latched onto a piece of that fruit. She took a bite of it, gave it to her husband, Adam, and he did the same. Now, the result of that in verse 7 is the eyes of them both were open. Now, all of this happens because she believed the devil's lie. The devil can wrap his lie in some pretty attractive things, but it's always the same. The end of it is destruction and corruption and damnation. That's what happened in chapter 3. The result is their eyes were open, but when their eyes were open, they began to see the world in a new way. No longer were their eyes untainted by sin, uh, by sinlessness. No longer did they look through that clear lens of righteousness now they stand there as a fallen man and fallen woman and they see the world in a new light the curse is about to enter in and no longer will paradise be paradise like it was before the fall now here's the first thing they do their eyes were open and the first thing they try to do is to try to cover their sin on their own and the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons now watch this they'd been that way since they'd been created but now because of sin they begin to look on each other in a different way and they begin to feel ashamed ashamed of themselves. They know they knew that they'd done wrong. Their eyes had been opened in a different light and now they try to cover themselves. They take fig leaves and begin to make aprons. An apron sort of like a covering, like a cloak or like a tunic to cover their body. That is what unsaved man does. Lost man, unsaved, unregenerate man is always trying to take care of his sin on his own. He's trying to cover it up. He's trying to hide it. He's trying his best to atone for it. But can I say it never has worked and it never will. We see it today in our world as men get wrapped up in good works and they try to do as much good as they can and be as morally upright as can be so that they can somehow atone for their sin. We see it happening where men will give a lot of money, they'll give a lot of money to some institution and try to, you know, feed the hungry children or save this endangered species and they're trying in their own way to fig leaf themselves cover their sin we see that where folks will attend a mass or some kind of a religious gathering and they'll cross themselves and eat away for drink some wine and then they put some ashes on their forehead and they're trying their best to be good enough to deserve heaven that's nothing more than a fig leaf can I say a fig leaf is not going to do it a fig leaf is not going to cover a fig leaf is not the answer the Bible teaches us that when we'll talk about it later on but that's exactly what they're trying to do hide their sin you and I know when we do wrong you don't have to convince a person of that. We know when we've done wrong. Amen. People know when they've sinned, and we try to hide it, don't we? We try to cover it up. Let me stop and say there's no revival in hiding it. You're not going to have revival under the fig leaf. You're not going to have victory under the fig leaf. You're not going to get what you need under the fig leaf. you got to come out in the open. Be honest with God. Confess your sin. Let God deal with it. And now here's what they do. They make, fig, make aprons out of these fig leaves. In verse 8, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That's grace right there, by the way. I'm glad that their fallen ears could still hear that heavenly voice. I'm glad that sin did not deafen their ear toward God. I'm glad it did not mute their ear toward God. Though they do try to hide, I'm glad they still could hear. Aren't you glad for that, that when you and I were lost, I'm glad there was a day when that still small voice began to speak to us and the Holy Ghost of God convicted us of our sin. And even though we didn't deserve it, and even though we didn't merit it, aren't you glad God spoke to us? I like that old song, Jesus spoke to me one day, praise his holy name. He still speaks, and I know his voice. And I thank God for the truth that God's 
still and speaks, even though we don't deserve to hear his voice. The Bible said that they heard the voice of God in the garden. And their response was they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. They didn't want to come out in the open. They didn't want to face the judgment. They didn't want to come and confess their deeds. Can I say that's why a lot of us don't get what we need from God. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we'll confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But listen, if we won't confess it, God uh, can't give us what we need. And so here they are. They're hiding from God in the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Specifically, by name, God calls Adam. You remember that service you were in? When you got saved, it felt like God was calling your name. There might have been 100 people, 500 people there, but it was like God just speaking to you. You remember that? I mean, that was a good day, wasn't it? Whenever God called us by name, the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, By the way, God knew where Adam was. He wasn't calling to Adam to find his location. He was wanting Adam to figure out, Hey, listen, i got to get this thing right with God. Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Where... Now listen, God never asks a question to gain information. Amen. God already knows it all. But he asks these questions so that Adam will confess. He said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. There you can see already. The effects of sin at work in the life of Adam and in the life of Eve as they try to cover their unrighteousness. They try to hide from God. And now Adam is the one he loved so much. Earlier in this chapter, he loved her so much he was willing to eat that forbidden fruit and die that spiritual death with her. And now he's quick to throw her under the bus. That is exactly what sin does. It's a horrible thing, destructive thing. It's a binding thing. And we're going to see the effects of sin, not just on man, but on creation as we read further down into this chapter. And God is going to give us this curse that we all know about, but we're going to study it together. And uh, I look forward to that. Well, that's all the time we have for today. And this chapter, it's a solemn, sad chapter. But what an important chapter it is to study. And thank God for a Savior who came and died for our sin. And I'm glad he took our place. And what Adam messed up, Jesus cleaned up. And Jesus got back everything Adam lost. And we're going to study all this next time. Make sure you don't miss it. Until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.